0: Jimmy Graham turn back the clock. The Saints have a potential home run hitter in first round pick, Brian Brzee. And the coaching staff has a super tough decision to make at kicker. Let's talk about that right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdet Nation? It's Chris Rosvoglu of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Got a little bit of a different setup today, not in the studio. Uh, But as always, we are brought to you by Scott Fickner. Injury lawyers, have you been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore? Scott Fickner handles it all. Can you give him a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation? They'll always fight for the win. So let's get into it, guys. Saints fall short. In the preseason finale, I don't think that's really the story here. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people losing sleep over the Saints not going undefeated in the preseason. In fact, I'm actually, uh, to quote Michael Scott, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious when it comes to the preseason. I don't think you want to go undefeated. Two and one's fine. It's a fine record. I think the Saints cleaned up some things from last week coming into this game that were great. But overall, I think the main takeaway and the first thing I want to get to before I get into everyone's comments, and I promise you. I will get to your comments, so if you're sitting there right now on YouTube watching and there's a prediction, there's a concern, there's a roster thing you want to talk about, please put it in, and I promise you, your voice will be heard in just a little bit. But let's talk about Jimmy Graham first before we get into anything else. And I think coming into tonight's game, when you hear that Jimmy Graham is going to suit up and he's going to play, my first reaction was, is he not a lock to make the 53-man roster? Because if he was, considering he did have that medical situation Would you want to play him, right? Wouldn't you want to give him rest if he's a lock? So the Saints play Jimmy Graham, and that leads me to believe, man, could this be kind of his swan song? Absolutely not. He looked so freaking good that I don't see how he doesn't make the roster. And I think after today's performance, it's just another reminder that even at this stage in his career, although he is 36, although he's no longer an elite playmaker, I think Jimmy Graham can absolutely give the Saints a little bit of a boost in the passing game in terms of making plays in the red zone, in terms of making those 50-50 balls more like 60-40 balls, in terms of boxing out defenders, that's something I miss about watching Jimmy Graham. You know, I think all of us Saints fans over the last 10, 15 years, you would get tired of hearing, oh, Jimmy Graham used to play basketball. But that background does help him. You know, on the touchdown pass he, he caught from Jameis Winston, he literally boxed out his defender. And if you're a DB, you're 62, what the hell are you going to do when you're trying to hold off a 6 foot 7 tight end? You can't. So me personally, and I think I speak for a lot of Saints fans tonight, A it was just euphoric watching Jimmy Graham do his thing in the Superdome and B more importantly, I don't think the Saints brought him in to just sell jerseys and, you know, hold hands around the campfire and be happy about him bringing back. I think they brought him in here thinking Jimmy Graham can still play good football. And I watched him tonight, and I thought he can be a weapon in the red zone. And it won't be every game. There will be moments where we don't hear Jimmy Graham. But I think he will be dunking on goalposts at some point this upcoming season. And I was really impressed. So after tonight, personally, I have zero doubts in my mind that we will see Jimmy Graham make plays for the Saints. I just feel that way. I I, I think that there is still gas left in the tank for him. And I'm really happy about that. So let me switch over to someone who... You don't have to worry about how much gas is left in the tank. Because this is a new car. You just brought him in. And you're ready to see what this man can do. And that's Brian Brzee, the rookie out of Clemson. Holy shit, is he good. Like, that's all I'm going to leave it at. Watching this kid. Whether it's the spin move. Whether it's beating the double teams. I think Brian Brzee is a star in the making. And we have to remember... This isn't someone who is just coming out of nowhere. This is a player that if he didn't get hurt... If he didn't have unfortunate situations pop up last year with his family where he just wasn't all in in terms of what you'd expect from him if he wasn't dealing with all that adversity. Brian Brzee would not be a top 10 pick in my opinion. I think he'd be close to a top 5 pick if this kid never got hurt. We're talking about the number 1 recruit out of high school. We're talking about a kid the minute he stepped foot on campus at Clemson was a difference maker. And you're seeing it. You're seeing it, and it's not just Saints fans. So you can't go, oh, well, Saints fans are biased, and Brian Brzee looks good, so they're going to hype him up. National media is talking about Brian Brzee in a way that you don't hear a lot for defensive tackles. And I think that we, we you know, I don't want to say we live, but we watch an NFL Today that when you see an Aaron Donald or you see a Chris Jones and you see a guy just dominate, dominate the interior of the defensive line, you take them to another scale because that thing is so hard to do. And I'm not saying rookie year, Brian Burzee is going to put up all pro numbers, but you bet your ass there's going to be moments where this kid looks unblockable, even now. And what I loved about today's game, especially the start is the Saints were going up against the Texans starters, the Texans, new coaching staff, younger team. They're trying to get a feel for things. So Brian Burzee is making his plays against guys that are going to compete on Sundays, not against, you know, the backups that are fighting for roster spots. And he looked great. He looks ready to rock. And honestly, late in games, Saints are up maybe three. You're trying to stop the opposing team from getting down the field. I'd imagine he'll be in that crucial down-the-stretch lineup. I mean, I'd imagine he'll be in the first drive of the the, the opening game anyway because he's that good. So for me, I see a finisher. I see a guy that's got a relentless motor. And the one negative I'd have today was he came in on on the quarterback so explosive where he kind of flew off. And you want him to finish it. You want him to seal that play. And I get that. And I understand that. But the fact that he's getting there at just a snap of a finger is incredible. So Brian Brzee, I tip my cap to him. He looks outstanding. And, And I don't think it's just him. I think this rookie class in general, we've seen enough from Kendra Miller. I thought Isaiah Foskey looked a lot better tonight. Now, it's easy to say that when he finally gets on the board and gets a sack, right? But I think that in terms of getting after the quarterback, he didn't look like the player he was two weeks ago where I'm like, damn, you get your hands on him, he's not going anywhere. So I think Foskey improved. A.T. Perry's actually had some great moments. Blake Groupie, who I'll talk about in a minute, undrafted, but he still falls in that same draft class. Do the Saints have their, their kicker of the future in him? I'll talk about that in just a moment. So we've complained about Saints draft class in the past, but let's just give a round of applause, at least in the preseason, that almost at every level, you've seen decent production. I think the one guy you'd say you didn't see enough is Nick Saldaveri. But again, Brian Brzee looks like a star. Isaiah Foskey had moments tonight, which is good. Kendra Miller's had his moments. Jake Hayner, tonight was not his night, but last week was impressive. You've had those moments for him. Uh, A.T. Perry, obviously, you've had those moments. Jordan Howden on special teams, I think he's going to be a rookie season contributor in that department. Like you, You see those strides. So for New Orleans... Great job by Mickey Loomis. Great job by the scouting department. Again, could these picks blow up in your face in, in a year, two years time? Maybe, but I watched Brian Brzee tonight and my immediate thought was good Lord, a a star is born here with this kid. So I, I can't wait to see what he does in a division that in my opinion, offensive line play. Don't love what Tampa's got rolling right now. Definitely don't love what Carolina's got rolling. So, Could this kid give you five, six sacks from the interior defensive line as a rookie? Uh, Maybe I'm overshooting it, but I think it's possible. I think this kid is that special. So let me move over to probably the hottest topic on the block right now around Saints Twitter or Saints X, I should say. I still haven't gotten used to it. Who should be the starting kicker, Blake Rupi or Will Lutz? I want to say this real quick before I get into who I think it should be. I don't think there's a wrong answer to this question. I think if you're someone who values experience, you're someone who values the overall strength of the kicker's leg, then yeah, you, you might want Will Lutz, right? Because we've seen him do it before. And there is a, there's a sense of familiarity when Will Lutz steps up to the plate, in essence, to go for a big-time kick. If you're valuing youth, you're valuing salary, you're valuing potential, then it's Blake Ruppie because you're talking about a kid who's 24 as opposed to Will Lutz who's 29. You're talking about a kid who doesn't even cost a million dollars compared to Will Lutz who costs over four. So I think that there are there are levels to this, right? But for me, my decision is pretty simple. And it I, I lean on the side of youth. I lean on the side of, man, I'd rather play the game of could this kid be my kicker for the next five seasons, the next six seasons, as opposed to... Will Lutz might have one more good year left, but I don't know how many good years he does have left in the tank that I can rely on. And again, if you had to ask me today, I still think Will Lutz probably will be the Saints' starting kicker because I think that it's very hard to let go of a player that's done a lot for the organization and a player who's had a good camp and a good preseason, right? Like Will Lutz hasn't given the Saints a reason to get rid of him. Five for five in the preseason. For the most part, he's been really, really good in uh, training camp. So I don't think there's a reason for the Saints to get rid of Will Lutz in that department off of merit alone, off of what he's doing today. I think he's been great. Like I said, 51-yard field goal uh, against the Chargers, 5-for-5, five five, no problem. But for me, when I see Blake Ruppie, he's been so steady in practice. He was 5-for-6 in the preseason, and I think you're, gonna five for six, you're going to hear 5-for-6. You go, oh, that's there is a miss on the board. It's a 60-yard field goal, though. And now my question for me is that If Will Lutz goes out there, does he make that kick? And if Will Lutz misses that kick, does that change your perspective of Will Lutz? Because I could promise you, had Blake Rupi made that 60-yard field goal, there would not be a lot of people right now saying, yeah, I want Will Lutz to start. And again, there's no wrong answer to this debate because the Saints have two amazing options, and there are a lot of teams in the NFL right now that don't have a starting kicker. The Saints got two of them. So it's a luxury, no doubt about it. And I think that there's a tough decision to be made because... What if Blake Rupee ends up being that next really good kicker? On the flip side, what if you keep Blake Rupee? He's kind of got he's got, you know, the yips in the first couple of games and he's just not getting it done. And all of a sudden, Will Lutz is in Denver shining, right? In the mile high city where it's easier to kick long field goals. So I think there there is a really, really scary aspect to this. So that's why I keep saying there's no wrong answer, and I'm not gonna blame the Saints. But when I see this situation, I like that Blake Rupi's younger. I like that this kid just seems to not be rattled. And the 60-yard field goal, if you're going to bring that up, let's also bring up the fact that he did have the leg. He pushed it right. Not ideal, but he had the leg. And I think that that's what you want to see. If he was short, I'd say there's no way on God's green earth would I say he should be the kicker because the one thing Will Lutz has is a leg. But another reason why I'm towards the the side of Team Blake Rupi here is Will Lutz's field goal percentage in terms of field goals made has gone down the last couple of years. It's a steady decline. 93.3% of his field goals were made in 2018. 88.9% were made in 2019. 82.1% were made in 2020. And then in 2022, remember, he missed 2021 because of a coral muscle injury. 74.2% of his field goals made. is ridiculous. I'm not expecting that from Will Lutz, but 74.2 is way too low in terms of kicks made. Can he get back to the mid to high 80s? If he's making 86% of his kicks, the Saints would take that in a heartbeat. But all I'm saying is there is a trend with Will Lutz because he is getting older and he got hurt. You know, the, the core muscle injury for a kicker is, for some, could be a death sentence. The fact that Will Lutz is still a starting kicker is a testament to his work ethic and his ability to overcome that, but... That's what scares me, guys. And that's why between that, Blake Groupie's youth, and the fact that I just think Blake Groupie kind of has that it factor, and you never really know till week one comes around, but it just seems like he's unfazed by things. That's why me personally, I think he should be the Saints' starting kicker. So without further ado, let's turn it over to what you guys have to say, and we'll go from there. You guys are going to kind of drive the ship. Obviously, I could get to some other points I had over the course of the preseason game, and I'll sprinkle that in here and there, but let's go to what you guys have to say. So we put out who should be the Saints' starting kicker. Brian Bro said over here, groupie. You have Mello saying 2013 Jimmy G is back. Uh, not to be confused with Jimmy Garoppolo, that handsome son of a gun, but uh, yeah, Jimmy Graham looked like old Jimmy Graham today. It was pretty sick, and I don't know if he could do that for an extended period of time. Probably not, but if he gives us a couple moments this year where he looks like that, that'd be great. Brian says, man, Jimmy should have dunked that shit. I totally agree. He says Jimmy Graham is officially back. Can't wait for the season. Now, Hayner's got to stop throwing INTs, though. Uh, yeah, Jake Haner looked like a rookie tonight. That's the best way to put it. I think he had tunnel vision in terms of just locked in on Lucas Kroll, who, by the way, played excellent tonight. I think Lucas Kroll's a guy that deserves a lot of props today. If you're going to talk about guys that the stock is up, stock is up for Lucas Kroll. I think he played so well that if he doesn't get picked up by another team, if I'm the Saints, I want that man on the practice squad. Which kind of goes over here uh, with this comment about getting Kroll going to the practice squad from October risk. So, um, yeah, I, I agree for sure. Nah, man, got to save it for the real stage, says Mello. I agree. That's why I am not worried about them losing a preseason game. October says we are better than Atlanta for sure. I think so, but I will say, and I, I think... I don't know if I, if I tweeted this yet. If I haven't, I'll tweet it tomorrow morning. I think that we're looking at a two-team race in the NFC South between the Falcons and the Saints. I think those are the two teams that are best positioned to win the division. And again, the games haven't been played yet. We'll see what happens. But those are the two teams for me. Cooler Beats says, I'm playing it safe with the vet. Lutz, I like Groupie, but I've seen Lutz make plenty of big-time kicks before. And that exactly right there, that comment, is why I don't think there's a wrong answer to this debate. Because if you as a Saints fan feel comfortable with him kicking, how can I blame you? We've seen him do it before. Toberisk, A.T. Perry made the team. He had to. Can't see him not. He adds Groupie would have made the team if he drilled that 60-yard field goal. That would be the more interesting thing. I think Blake Groupie missing the field goal gives the Saints the out almost. It's like, all right, well, Will Lutz was perfect you know, in the preseason and Blake Ruppie missed, had he made that kick, what happens? Because I don't think a 60-yard field goal justifies kicking another guy off the roster, but I don't think a guy missing a 60-yard field goal necessarily justifies him getting kicked off the roster, if that makes sense. Caroline Bell says Smoke Monday decent enough to make the final roster. We'll see. I'm kind of on the fence. I just think that the Saints have a lot of interesting options there. Whether it's guys like Ugo Amadi, whether it is a player like Alani Johnson, who I think has definitely earned his spot on on the roster over the last two weeks. So, there's some options. I I just, with Smoke Monday, I I just don't know. I really don't know if he'll make the roster. Awesome name. I know Saints fans love him, just, I don't know. Steven says, I sadly don't think Shaq Davis has done enough to make the roster. I agree, Steven. I, I do think he'll be back on the practice squad, though. If someone grabs him... I think that kind of surprised me. I just don't know if enough teams would be locked in on Shaq Davis yet. Still young, uh, first-year guy. So we'll see. Brian says Groupie hit that thing like 68 yards. The distance was there, no doubt. Mello says, is Jimmy starting over Jawan Johnson tight end? No, 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 no. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I am so happy that Jimmy's back, but he he's not tight end one, as as Mac says here. Mac adds, send Traquan and lots of Denver for a second or third, who says no? Denver, that would be too much for a kicker and a wide receiver who's always hurt. And when he's healthy, is maybe a wide receiver for our best. So I love the idea, Mac. I am team get the Saints any type of trade that would better their roster, but it's just not realistic. I do think that trading Traquan is possible. Like I, I think that if you're Denver, do you give up a sixth or a seventh rounder for Traquan with Jerry Judy injured, uh, Tim Patrick out for the year, but a second or third, that's way too rich. Keith says, we have two excellent kickers now. LOL, Groupie almost made that 60-yarder. Lutz should look out. Yeah, Lutz looks shook, and I respect the cameras panning over to Will Lutz after the miss. Very reality TV-esque. I'm for that type of drama. Jack says, I really wish Jimmy Graham dunked on the goalpost just for the memes or the memes, the memories. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I But you know what? Let him do in the regular season, preferably against the Falcons. Jack adds already am more impressed with Br- uh, Brzee than I ever was with Davenport. Yeah, two different prospects, obviously, but Brzee for me, he always had it. It's a matter of if he stays healthy. And that's why if you go back and you could look at a lot of people's, you know, analysis on the pick, a lot of it is like, hey, if he's healthy, the Saints got a damn good player. But again, got to stay healthy. Got to play the games. Uh, October says, I think you're a bit too high on Brzee. I, I Maybe I am. But I, I think this kid's going to be a stud. I really do. Again, he's got to stay healthy. He could get hurt, and I look like an absolute idiot, which would not be the first time that I've looked like an idiot before. But I think that for him, it the the game, it goes for him. You know what I mean? Like Nothing's too fast. He seems like he's ready with to be with those vets and those day one guys and make plays. But I do agree. Like you got to play the games and see what happens. Jack says, I like Jay Kaner, but he's way too obvious with where he's throwing the ball. Target, Kroll, too much late. Yeah, he, he kind of hit that fuck it Lucas Kroll, uh down there somewhere mode at some point. Which, you know, it made for good TV in terms of it was just so bad it was entertaining. But I think my one knock on Jake tonight would be everything he did well in game two. He didn't do any of that tonight. He looked flustered uh, when he was rolling around. He just didn't seem to have that same kind of flair and poise that he had last week. And again, he's a rookie. And exactly what I wrote in my notes would be this. I said, if I could pull it up, So said, Jay Kaner's playing like a rookie, makes sense, needs time to settle down, throwing a bit too high and behind his receivers. And I think there was a lot of moments where he did that. So still rookie. Still think this kid's got a lot of potential, but he's going to have to grow and 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 kind of develop into a quarterback if he's going to be a starting guy. But I think he's shown enough that, you know, I'm way more impressed with Jay Kaner than I ever was with like Ian Booker, Garrett Grayson. Nola Gang says rookie class looks good. He says Kroll's a beast when he's not triple-covered. Hainer forced a lot of those throws at the end. Bet your ass he did. Jack says it's preseason, but C.J. Stroud looked good tonight. Yeah, just two drives for him, but two of four. Uh, beautiful pass, by the way, that Alante Taylor broke up. Great play by Alante. Uh, read the receiver's eyes, kind of just knocked it out. But I thought C.J. Stroud looked really good. And I think the interesting thing about tonight's game is the Saints versus a quarterback who they're going to face later this year. Saints play the Texans. If Let me get the date up here on October 15th in Houston. So kind of their first taste at versing the rookie. And now maybe you have a better idea when you go up against him. A couple more comments. Nola Gang and Me- and Melo going with Lutz in the kicker battle. Can't blame you. October says Groupie missed that 60-yarder and DA is going to play it safe. I agree. I-, I-, I totally agree with that. And that's why I said at the start, just because I think that Blake Groupie should be the starter does not mean that Blake Groupie will be the starter, and it doesn't mean that I'll blame the, Saint, the Saints if they pick Lutz. I think they will pick Lutz. I think there's a familiarity with Lutz. But, man, it would suck if if that battle got judged off a 60-yard field goal that all right, he pushed right. You know? It wasn't like he didn't have the leg. Oh, just call me, Trey. Says, only negative today was Hayner, but pleased with all the rookies. Also think Lutz should be the the uh, good we need a veteran kicker for this team. Yeah, I, again, understand the familiar, familiarity. I agree with being pleased with the rookies. Hainer was a little little frazzled, I'd say would be the word today. But rookies played well outside of him, and the Saints cleaned up the penalties. That's another thing that I want to give credit for. Toberisk says second string O-linemen are trash cans. Can't argue there. Lewis Kidd can't play left tackle, says Nola Gang 09. Yep, that's for sure. October Risk says Jameis has been disappointing all precincts. That's a fun one. So let's talk about Jameis for a little bit. Uh, spend a minute or two on this. Uh, Jameis for me, no knock on Jameis, no shade on Jameis. He is not the same quarterback he was in 2021. And I don't mean that like, oh, because Sean Payton kind of you know got him away from throwing the ball a, a shit ton and being loosey-goosey with the football, You know, no risk it, no biscuit type atmosphere that Bruce Arians created in Tampa Bay. What I mean by that is... I don't think Jameis is trusting his legs, and I don't think Jameis is trusting what he sees right in front of him, which is a lot of green grass. There was a moment today where he evades the rush. Excellent job. I think he did the hard part. He made it look easy. And then he could have ran for the first down, and he runs towards the line of scrimmage and then fires it to the right side of the field, almost gets picked off. And I'm just wondering, what the hell are you doing in that situation? Because you have the first down right there. So for me... It's stuff like that that bothers me. Throwing too high, throwing behind the receivers. I still think Jameis has a lot of talent. I just think, though, with Jameis, you're seeing why the Saints needed to upgrade. And unfortunately, what we thought Jameis could maybe become two years ago, it's just not going to happen, guys. Like I think he is who he is, which is still a a quarterback in the NFL, no doubt about it. He will always have a place on a 53-man roster. But... He just, he just hasn't looked great this preseason. His best drive were the first two that he had in game one. Ever since, I haven't really loved what I've seen from him, but he's also had no good offensive line, I would say. So maybe I'll cut him slack there, but he's got to trust his eyes more. He says, We got to see it week one. Too early to know, in my opinion. For talking kickers, I agree. Noah, G- Noah Gang09 says, Offensive line look like trash. I know the backups, but we need more depth there for sure. Tobrisk says, Still don't see what Jameis stands are seeing in the game. I don't know. I, I I don't get into it anymore. Like, I, the fan base there, they're they're pretty passionate. Jameis is an entertaining dude, but I don't have the energy to to argue with him. Space African Jesus says, That touchdown drive Jimmy Graham channels his inner 2011. Alexa, play all the lights. We going back in time, baby. Great song choice, by the way. If we're going to go back in time. Uh, hell of a song right there. Jack says, Is it possible to trade Lutz for a 6th or 7th round pick? I don't know if any team would trade that for a kicker, but worth an idea. Um, I mean, kickers have been traded before. And I think that for Will Lutz or Blake Rupi, if there's a team that's like, hey, I don't think I could get him if he gets waived, then yes, I think you can trade a seventh round pick for one of those guys. But we'll see. He says, Jameis looked like his usual self, which is why he's the backup. Jimmy Graham made him look good. Can't disagree. Although I want to give Jameis credit on the touchdown throw. He put it exactly where it needed to be in terms of let Jimmy Graham box out his defender. Jack says we need Blake at kicker and punter. Uh, You know, speaking of Blake at punter, I'm kind of over the Blake Gilligan experience. It's it's way too inconsistent for me. Way too inconsistent. Mello says thank God for DC and Derek Carr. I agree. I'm I'm glad they brought him in. More love for Kroll here from Nola Gang. Caught seven out of 15. Had a lot of targets. And and honestly, the the ones that he didn't come down with weren't his fault. October says uh, Sewell made the team. I agree. I think Sewell was, was... hitting out there. But I also think Jalen Smith, who was recently signed in two preseason games, played way better than I thought he would. And I think he will definitely make the roster. I'm surprised we got that call turn back on the kick return. But then, of course, a miss PI call. Well, baby steps, I guess. Yep, just got to take what you can get. Uh, Walltown Best 88 says, Pete looks slow. He was getting bullied. He looked terrible. He looked terrible, guys. I, I think that for Pete, he is a backup offensive lineman right now, with the way he's playing, you know. And I think for him, there's no doubt in my mind that he will be the second string guy after Hurst. I think Hurst has earned the job, and we'll go from there. Cherry says real season begins in two weeks. You got that right? Smoke Monday out of here. Uh, yeah, that's that's for sure. October says, Jimmy, is tight end three or four? Yeah, I think it's very clearly Jawan one, Foster Moreau two. Don't think there's a debate after that. Jack says, trade away Traquan. I've had enough. You're probably not the only one who feels that way. But death taxes and Traquan Smith making the roster is usually how it goes. We'll see if he defies the odds this year. October says, Groupie would fetch a six, maybe a fifth if the team is desperate. I don't agree with that. I disagree with that, to be honest. I think it's possible. Saints fans, y'all need to stop tripping about a preseason game. It doesn't count. Y'all know that. Yeah, but what's, uh, what's a little fun in life without getting a little uh, over-invested about stuff? Tobrisk, Traquan Smith will be the surprise cut, I think. It's possible. I, I think that he's teetering on the line with uh, Keith Kirkwood, with A.T. Perry, with... uh, There's one more name. Why the hell am I just blanking out here? But yeah, it's probably just those three, honestly. I think that the Saints could have gone six. I thought maybe Shaq Davis was making a push to make it, but I kind of think the Saints can stash him on the practice squad. Maybe I'm being a little optimistic, but I think it's MT. Well, actually, this might be it here. MT, Olave, Shaheed, A.T. Perry, and Kirkwood. That's a very good one, yeah. So it's those five, if you're going five, in my opinion. And if they go six, then I think it might be Traquan. I, don't, I know people don't want to hear that, but I do like uh, October Risk's five here that he put up. Melo says it's not just preseason for everyone. They're out trying to get a job. That is for sure. That's for sure. Nola Gang 09. I got faith in Brzee. I agree. Gavin says, who do you think won the cornerback two battle? I think it's, uh, I-, I think it's a Debo. I think Paulson Debo's is just, he hasn't done anything to lose it. And I'm not saying Alante Taylor has done anything to lose it. I just think that the Saints have been kind of, Treating Adebo like he's the starter, and there's nothing that's changed for them to alter that approach. So that's why I think it just stays like that. But maybe I'm wrong, guys. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would be stunned if is not the guy starting opposite of Lattimore. But I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Just because Adebo may win the starting job doesn't mean that Alante Taylor won't see the field. Alonte Taylor's more versatile. Alonte Taylor's got a lot of potential. The kid could be a game changer. And you're going to verse teams that are going to air it out like crazy. You're going to need multiple outside cornerbacks there. Thoughts on John Trey Kirkland from a hopeful LSU fan that loves an underdog story. I thought Kirk, uh, John Trey Kirkland's been awesome, to be honest. I just, again, it's it's a tough year where it's like, who's he knocking out of the rotation? Because years past, the Saints used to have absolutely nothing in terms of depth. Now, kick returns, he's been really good. And I think if the Saints don't want to keep Rashid Shahid in that role because of injury concerns, then yes, uh, Jotja Kirkland should make the roster. But if they want to roll with with Shahid at return, man, then probably Kirkland doesn't make it, which is tough. Jack says, Sean Payton will scoop up whatever Saints players that get cut. October says, he reminds me of Kenzie. Some plays are great. Sometimes he gets burned. LD says, Brzee's spin move is crazy. It is absolutely insane. Go look at the play where Isaiah Foskey had the sack. That was a that was a nice ass move. Uh, they are destroyed by injuries right now. Says October is talking about Denver. Yeah, they are. They're going through. They're going through the motions. I should say. He says, "You demand for answering comments, Chris. Keep up the good work, bro. Hey, man. I I say this all the time. You guys make it fun. Like I I, I could sit here and talk for an hour straight, but I think that for me it would be kind of." you know, unfair if I'm talking for an hour straight and you guys are leaving comments and I don't get your comments up because you guys might say something that's way smarter than anything I've said tonight. And you guys may say something that makes a light bulb click off in my brain, or you may say something that I think should be heard by other Saints fans. So uh, I just appreciate when you guys drop in comments and I hope that you guys continue to do that throughout the season. Uh, Every game, once it's done, we will be going live on Blue Crew Media's YouTube page. That was the drill last year. It'll be the drill this year. Last year, I was not very friendly though, in terms of, the way I talked about this team. So I hope this year I have a little bit uh, more optimism and a smile on my face. Space African Jesus says Jameis had so much space on that play. Uh, Breeze right uh, right now, uh, Brzee right now could have, oh, Breeze right now could have ran for the first down. Yeah, that's for sure. And again, I don't understand Jameis because he went and did the hard part like it was easy and then he didn't do that. So at Bucur Media, careful what you say. Jameis 101 will take it personally. I have no beef with Jameis one of one, uh, but yeah, he, it, you know, he, do, he does answer those uh, Jameis tweets pretty often, I will say. Max says, it's wild though that Jameis had a solid, solid first year before injuring his knee though. Wonder what happened. It's possible you start to lose trust in in your legs, maybe your concern, uh, or maybe just old habits come back. I I, I honestly can't say for certain. October is Lions don't have a kicker on the roster right now. So they have a link to the saints and Campbell. So maybe a trade for a kicker. Yep. Lions need one. Denver needs one. I'd look at the Niners right now. Jake Moody's hurt and Zane Zane Gonzalez is hurt. So we'll see. Do you think AT Perry will make plays this year? Asks Sean. Um, I think if AT Perry makes a lot of plays this year, something went wrong for the saints health wise. I think AT Perry could make plays for the saints this year. I just don't think the Saints should need to be dependent on A.T. Perry making plays this year, you know? that That's just the way I see it. But maybe uh, I'm wrong. Once again, Traequan is the Michael Myers of the Saints. He'll always return. I'm telling you, man, I see a lot of people that are just talking about him being gone for certain. And maybe he will be gone, and I I could be wrong, but... I got to see like Traquan Smith has not made the 53 man roster and I need to see it from every single reporter. And then I need to see it validated by like the Ian Rappaport's and the Adam Schefter's of the world before I actually believe it. And then I need the saints to put out a post, like a thank you post to Traquan. And then even then I might not believe it. I thought Jackson was Demario Davis backup at Mike, but he didn't look good tonight. He appeared to be lost. Yeah, I I think. You know, DeMarco, uh, for me is the type of guy that on special teams, and I noted it today, I thought he made a lot of nice plays on special teams, but he just hasn't really developed that linebacker the way I, I hoped. And maybe the Saints hoped he would. I low-key feel like it's easier to get Kirkwood on the practice squad than Shaq Davis, in my opinion, if they feel like they just have to keep if they feel like they just have to keep Quan. Um, I don't know. I think Kirkwood would go right to Denver. Uh Sean Payton knows him. And that's a guy he brought in. Remember, he was catching passes during the 2018 season's playoff run because they were just depleted. You know, they even tried Des Bryant for a week and he got hurt. So, uh, yeah, I think Kirkwood would would get picked up by someone else. Maybe I'm wrong. I think Shaq Davis wouldn't. Jack, any word on whether Shahid will be back for week one? It sounds like he will be. sounds like he will be. Just call me, Trey. Preseason over, finally, and now time to prep for the Titans. Do you have a change of prediction for the first week uh, matchup? No, I I think actually, and maybe I'll I'll be dead wrong on this, I think the Saints week one game will be one of the hardest games they play this season. I think the Titans are still a formidable opponent. I think they're a well-coached opponent. I think that their ability to attack teams in the interior O-line because of Jeffrey Simmons is just nasty. Obviously, stopping Derrick Henry is going to be a task. I think that offensively, the Saints won't have to worry about a juggernaut, which is good. But I do think that the Titans are a very physical team and it's just going to be tough. I just don't think that this is going to be an easy one for the saints. And again, I could be a thousand percent wrong here, but I just, I think that's going to be a tough one. The Titans are a really, really respectable opponent. Nola gang. 09 says, uh, spin move is nasty. Absolutely. Gavin says, who's starting across from cam Jordan. It's either going to be Carl Granderson or Peyton Turner. Uh, I kind of feel like it might be Granderson, but Peyton Turner plays more. Maybe I end up being wrong on that, but it's, it's going to be between the two. And I think Granderson has been really, really steady in practice. Peyton Turner's played more in the preseason, but maybe that's because Peyton Turner just needs more reps. But I, I like both options, and I might be in the minority here. I think the Saints have nice options at defensive end. Uh, not, not like uber talented in terms of star potential, but I think Carl Granderson and Peyton Turner can those two combine for 12 sacks. And all of a sudden, that is a premier pass rusher between two guys there. Blame Devin White for what has happened to Jameis, said Jack. I mean, it's part of the equation. Vania Garcia says, how do you think the linebacker room is going to pan out? Uh, Great question. Pete DeMario locks. I think Jalen Smith's a lock. I think that... uh, I think Sewell's going to make it. I really do. Now, the real question is, what the hell happens to guys like Zach Bond? What happens to guys like a Ty Summers, who I don't think makes it? Uh, What happens to DeMarco Jackson? Does he make it strictly special teams? I think that's a question. I think for the Saints, the real concern right now for me is more so what is going to happen on that strong side? I I really don't know what the equation is going to be there. And I wish I had an answer for you guys, but I think right now you're going to have to start playing a couple of different sets uh, maybe that's getting a safety into the box kind of as your de facto third linebacker like a Tyron Matthew. Saints kind of experimented that in the first preseason of game, I believe. So uh, maybe that's what they do. October says, guys, personally I had a bad knee injury and it took two years for me to feel somewhat normal and I still don't trust the knee 100%. It takes a while to learn uh, to use a damaged knee again. I will give Jameis Winston that for sure. And he adds, I do think the defensive line will be hard to run on this year. Secondary will be good. Defense will be top five. Look, if defense is top five for the Saints, I think that will get them into the playoffs. I think that the secondary needs to be great. And I think they will be great if Lattimore's healthy. I think that the linebacker group is where you have concerns because if DeMario or Pete misses time, what does that look like without them? And then defensive line, defensive line. I love that they overhauled the defensive interior. You know, I love that they brought in Colin Saunders. I love that they brought in Nathan Shepard. I love that they drafted Brian Brzee because Uh, David Onyamata was getting older. Shai Tuttle for me wasn't amazing. So that's what I liked. What are the receivers? Question mark outside of AT and Traquan. If you're asking like who's on the bubble, probably Kirkwood and Traquan. Obviously, Olave, Michael Thomas, and Shahid are in. So you're looking at AT, Shaq Davis, John Trey Kirkland, Keith Kirkwood, and Traquan Smith in my opinion. Those are the ones. October says Carr needs to clean up his red zone problems that have haunted him in the past and the Saints will win 10 plus games. Totally agree. Totally agree for sure. Um, now he's got to do it. he has got to be about that. Space African Jesus says exactly. Chris Traquan is like a Dragon Ball Z villain. You need to be a thousand percent sure that dude is gone before you declare anything. Yep. I don't want to claim anything yet. Hollywood AK asks Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, A.T. Perry, Traquan, and who, who are you picking for the last spot? If they're going six, I would go Kirkwood. I don't know if they're going to go six, though, guys. I, I don't I don't know yet because I feel like they're going to go four tight ends. So does that make them go five wide receivers? It's a very interesting dynamic. But if you're asking me and I get six, then yeah, Kirk would be that other guy. Randy Major says Jalen Smith looks more and more impressive. Totally agree. Jack says you think Bond, Bond is tradable to other teams? Absolutely not. I think Bond could get cut and someone will sign him and say, okay, let's let him rush the passer because that's what the Saints should have been letting him do but I don't think he's got any trade value. I mean, he hasn't done anything in the NFL. Steven says, wonder if they do any interesting trades tomorrow or Tuesday. I'm not going to rule it out. And I think it's because the saints have connections in the league, whether it's Detroit, whether it's Denver. And these are teams that could use help. And it might not be the kicker spot guys. It might be someone like Lucas Kroll. If someone needs a, a, a a tight end. Now I'm not saying Lucas Kroll can fetch anything outside of conditional seventh round pick, which isn't even existing, but you know, it might be a Traquan. It might be a Kirkwood. Who knows what it could be? Uh, and I'm not even sure a trade does go down, you know, but it's going to be interesting. Chase says, You're going to be getting traded. I mean, I hope I don't. I hope not. I, I kind of like talking about the Saints. Even though Jake was overall pretty bad tonight, he showed me some wheels. So basically, he's got to get in a time machine and go back to before the forward pass existed, and he'll be the GOAT. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not worried about Jake yet. He's still a rookie. He's got those rookie, uh, mistakes but still a rookie Gavin says how do you feel about Malcolm Roach it seems like he had a good camp he was phenomenal today I'm so glad I'm so glad you guys brought that up I thought Malcolm Roach was outstanding today and he is definitely going to be a part of this rotation I mean there was a point today close line the hell out of the Defender uh, out of the the uh offensive player excuse me and, th- and that was just a beautiful play by him so I think Malcolm Roach can get better and uh, we'll see what happens but I, I, I thought he was great today, and I'm glad that you guys brought him up. October says we have uh, four defensive tackles in rotation, which is nice. Saunders, Shepard, Roach, and Brzee. I love the four. I think it's really good uh, in terms of starting four. Personally, I would go Cam, Brian Brzee, Colin Saunders, and then Carl Granders. That would probably be my four. But... I think the Saints got a lot of a lot of talent, and you got to forget. You can't forget you got Tano, who you could put in, and Tano Passano is is very interchangeable. You could put him inside, put him on the outside. So, I like what the Saints got at D line. Keeping it real, that Sports Podcast says look for the Saints to possibly bring in two or three offensive linemen to help, which is a must. I would agree with you. My my only question is like, where is it coming from? Because every team in the league, outside of the Eagles, the Lions, the Browns, maybe the Chiefs, like. Everyone else is looking for O-line help, you know? So it's tough. Does Bond make the 53? I'm going to say no. But if he does, all right, I, I just don't see how. I, he hasn't done anything in preseason. You're not hearing about him in training camp, so I don't know. Moises says Foskey already has more sacks than Davenport last year. LOL, but it was nice seeing some action from him today. It was. I appreciate the joke, by the way, because my my thing about Davenport was I. it was all fun and games until you have – half a sack in a contract year, then it's not fun and there's just games being played and there's not the good ones. So that, that's how I feel. Keeping it real, that Sports Podcast says Malcolm Roach had a very good camp. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, so if you guys have any more comments, you get them in. Before we do that, though, I uh, just want to get to one of our partners here from the show, DraftKings Sports. We'll get to a quick message from them. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code BOOT to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code BOOT only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Once again, thank you to DraftKings for being part of the show. So we'll get back into any more comments you have and then we'll wrap it up in the next couple of minutes. October risk says the Saints have almost no stars on defensive line, but have a great rotation. Cam Jordan, Carl Granderson, Tano, Peyton Turner, Roach, Shepard, Saunders, Brzee. That is great depth. It's outstanding depth. And I think sometimes. The depth is what wins because I'll take you guys to the 49ers, right? Who have a really good defensive line. And obviously the first guy you dra- you kind of, your eyes gravitate to is Nick Bosa. And I think because they don't always have the best depth, I think Nick Bosa towards the end of the year kind of gets gassed because so much attention, so much work's got to get put in from to kind of anchor that unit. And it happens where the saints, I think are going to have interchangeable players. And if they stay healthy, you're going to have a fresh D line, like you said, and you're going to have an ability late in games to just get after the quarterback. So I'm just hoping they stay healthy because I really, really do like this this defensive line. I know people may not love it because there's no, like you said, no big name, but it works. How in a contract year do you have half a sack? In a contra- how in a contract year do you have half a sack? I don't know. guess we have to ask Davenport for that one. May not mean much, but Baker looked better in the last preseason game. I thought Baker looked great. And, and again, for Baker though, him playing in the preseason does nothing for me. And it should do nothing for the Bucs either because... You still got to play these games, and I still contest that I think that the Bucks will be the worst team in the NFC South because I don't love the offensive line play. I think that they're an older team, and I don't love their coach. I don't like Dennis Allen, but I don't like Todd Bowles either. So I think for me, that's going to be a concern there, but we'll see what happens. Heath says, what's your opinion of Kendra? I think Kendra's a talented back. Couldn't get a single lick of you know observations out of this game today because every time he got the ball, like there's two defenders in front of his face, but I, I think he's a talented kid, nowhere ready to be, I think, the star of the show, kind of like how Alvin was ready to rock by week three of his rookie year, but I think he's got a lot of talent, there's no question about it. Tober says, I also think Ellis Merriweather will be RB3 for the first three games, I'd be kind of upset if he isn't, and I think the Saints giving him the eight carries tonight and him again doing pretty well with them, I, I think he's earned it, so I agree with you. Would you still look at signing any veteran players at any specific position? I I mean, you can look around. I just don't know who that guy is. And I think that for the Saints, that cap space that you hold might be something that you can use during a trade later this year. Like, what if the Saints are in contention? They're at the deadline and they say, you want to go and get one piece. Maybe that's it. And you use the cap space there. Or you don't use all of it. You don't have to. Jack says, not scared of the Titans because of their QB situation. Yeah, True, but they, they run the ball extremely well. They're really well coached. They're a physical team. That's where I would be concerned, personally. Moises says they showed a graphic comparing Derek Carr's stats to all their NFC South quarterbacks combined, and it just shows how much the Saints should win the division this year. Yep, literally no excuse to not get it done. But again, like you guys have been saying throughout the night in the chat, you play the games for the reason. You got to win the games. Uh, and if you don't, no one cares. If you if you don't get the job done, no one cares. Uh, But anyway, guys, that's probably going to wrap it up for this one. Uh, As always, I appreciate the comments. We'll be back here in like less than 12 hours, Monday morning shows. Uh, So that'll be fun. So if you guys aren't doing anything Monday morning at 8 a.m. Central or you're doing something, you want something to pass the time and you want to get your comments in about the Saints and talk about the roster, and there'll probably be a lot to talk about because of cuts and whatnot, come here. Stop by for Booker Media's YouTube show uh, as always. Oh, and actually, no, that's a good question, a good comment before we get out of here. Uh, October says, why did Fox show the Minnesota miracle on TV? Can we stop showing that stupid fucking play on TV? They did not win anything out of it. They won that one game and then they got their ass kicked the next week. Had the, had the Vikings won the Super Bowl that year. I would just take it like a man and be like, Hey, you want to, you want to play that clip every time who cares, whatever, but why are we playing that clip? They literally got absolutely demolished the following week. But anyway, all right, that's probably, we'll wrap it up here. Just just glad you brought that up. I had that note down and I forgot to get to it. So I'm glad you brought it up. But again, guys, Monday morning show, 8 a.m. Central, Boo Crew Media. We'll have a couple of different topics for you. Stop by if you have time. But until then, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday night, whatever's left of it. And I hope we start this upcoming week on a really good note. Real football coming soon. Can't wait.